Well, welcome back to Listen to the Words. <laughs> we have been gone a while. Yeah. Since... About three months. November 22nd. We've been gone. So two months. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what day, <laughs> time. Today is the 25th of January. Time ceased to exist for me <laughs> when I ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... That was fun. We are going to have a little update episode as to where we have been what are we what are we going through and what's happening in our lives mm-hmm. no music today no um so during thanksgiving week we'll just dive right in yeah <clears throat> and then we'll, we'll leave the, the surprise for the end because because it's like <laughs> so what have you been going through like how, this how's, is it <laughs> well how's your how, how's your last how's, two months how's your week been <laughs> how's your last two months been uh well uh it's kind of sucked no <laughs> well we um we the hits have been coming yeah and they just don't stop coming since September so uh, Smash Mouth was right <laughs> <laughs> they just keep on coming um you already shared on on Good reference your, on your Instagram that um well on my personal not on my oh, yeah, on your personal not on the one that I okay promote here well. You you suffered a tragedy, a tragic loss in September. In October, we kind of were okay. Yeah, we coasted. Coasted. And then November, Thanksgiving week, um, I had this weird tickle in my throat every so often. I mean, like it was like once in a blue moon. It wasn't moment. a tickle. <laughs> like you felt like something was stuck. Like whenever in, I would eat, like something was throat. stuck in my throat and I'd clear my throat and it'd be gone. So come... Tuesday night, Tuesday before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, me and you are watching TV, and um, I'm watching. Actually, I'm watching YouTube. I'm watching a Joe Santagato video, and I start laughing hysterically at the video, and I lost my breath. I couldn't breathe at all. Mm-hmm. Now, when I couldn't breathe at all, I leaned forward in my recliner to try to catch my breath, and I blacked out, mm-hmm. and I fainted and landed on my face, mm-hmm. smashed my face all up. You thought I had a heart attack, freaked mm-hmm. out, jumped up, but I jumped up and within like two seconds, I was back conscious, but I was bleeding. My face was bleeding. I got two goose eggs on my, I mean, a goose egg on my forehead and two black eyes. Um, and ever since that day, the the uh, weird sensation in my throat became permanent. Mm-hmm. It was just like always there. Like, what is this thing? And um, we decided I'm, I'm going to make an appointment with the doctor. But it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving, everybody's closed. Right. My personal, pri- excuse me, my personal doctor was closed. So I made an appointment with the clinic at my office at work. And that was for Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, I'll get, I'll get checked out. But in the meantime, I was thinking the whole time, like, I have cancer. I'm dying. I have cancer. I'm not going to make this. I'm, I fell into a deep depression. Mm-hmm. So... It was the culmination of that and the loss that our family yeah. went through in September. So it, it was just kind of it was a lot going on. All it like all hit you at once. I think it all hit me at once, and I just I kind of fell apart. So we make it to Sunday night, and I t- I text my boss that night and say, "Hey, I'm not feeling too great. My face is all jacked up. Do you mind if I work from home?" Tomorrow, mm-hmm. I have an appointment with the doctor on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I have an appointment with the doctor on Tuesday. Do you mind if I just work from home? He said, yeah, that's fine. Needless to say, a few hours later, um, what happened? Somebody's at the door. Of course. Who is it? I think it's your mom. With food. You might as well just throw it in the trash. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's a bowl of food. She doesn't get it. Anyway. <laughs> so, she was, She said she was leaving, leaving, and then she decided <laughs> not to leave. <laughs> she decided to make you food that you said you didn't want. <laughs> well, this is not going to be eaten, so whatever. Um, <sighs> so, come that Sunday night after Thanksgiving... Um, this is where you're going to have to pick up the story because 
So Mon- it was Monday morning. Um, we went to bed Sunday night, and then Monday went morning. Went to bed Sunday night with you clearing your throat constantly in my face. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> um, so then Monday morning, you know, usually throughout the night, you have to get up to go to the bathroom or whatever. And for some reason, oh, I know what it was. So Monday, it was Monday morning. It was like 2 a.m. And you woke up. I woke up to you. Um, You fell on me. And you were making like this sound like you were almost like you were choking. And then all of a sudden you just sat up. And I said, honey, are you okay? And you said to me in Spanish, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And cause you never do that. And, um, and so then you got up and you went to walk to the bathroom to go pee and you get to the door and you collapsed. Mm-hmm. And at that point I knew something was wrong um because that wasn't normal um you had been fine the whole week um since that first fall um just that nagging thing in my throat yeah just that but like no um nothing like that had happened since you know before prior to that incident or up until the second one yeah um and so i called 911 and um paramedics came what felt like forever. It was probably maybe five minutes later. I called 911 twice because they hadn't shown up as quickly as I wanted mm-hmm. them to. And um, so then after the second call, they they showed up like maybe a minute later. And um, so they came in. I explained to them what had happened. And you were, you know, by that time, you were really out of it because um, you had passed out. And um, so you had, a, you couldn't like sit up. Um and you were just like doing this like deep breathing. Um, and, um, but what ended up happening was that your blood pressure had dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you were like cold and clammy. And so they, you know, by the time they got there, you were like able to sit up and you were able to like really talk. You could talk before, but you weren't, um, it was almost like you were just, exhausted it was like that kind of like you talk when you're asleep but you're like so tired that you like yeah you trail off you know a little bit and uh, so then by the time the paramedics came you were starting to like come out of it um and you were able to sit up and everything and um you broke um my um laundry basket (laughs) i did so (laughs) it was all bent (laughs) so i had to get a new one um and anyways um Fortunately, you didn't have any major injuries from mm. that fall. You didn't, you fell on carpet. I just crumpled to the ground. Yeah, you just kind of crumpled. You didn't hit your head or anything. You just had like really bad rug burn on your elbow yeah. from the fall, and that was it. Um, but, you know, the paramedics obviously they come in, they see two black eyes, and they're like, okay, he may have like fractured. They his, thought I had fractured my skull or something. Yeah, like he could have fractured his orbital socket and, you know, it just hadn't healed right or whatever from his original fall. So they take him in the ambulance to a local uh, ER, mm-hmm. local hospital. And so I follow in the car. And, um, so they do a CT scan of your head. Nothing's broken. But I kept egging, but you kept egging on. Telling hey, there's something the doctor, with my throat. Yeah, there's some. I feel like there's something stuck in my throat. And then they they caught a little. They said a little. They did, hint of something. Yeah, they saw like a little something from the original CT, um, and then they did a, a CT a lower one. Yeah, my chest of your chest, and found a. 10 to 11 centimeter mass yeah. in my chest. Which um, the ER doctor said it looks malignant mm-hmm. and it looks like lymphoma. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, we're devastated. I mean, she hits me with that yeah. at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You most so. likely have lymphoma. And I'm like, what is that? She goes, cancer. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. 
So she said, well, we need to get a biopsy of this thing. To make sure that that's what it is. And unfortunately, we can't do it here. Yeah. they Originally, they were going to try to, but they said because of... Sometimes when they do a needle biopsy, it can, like, um, disperse and not um, come in through the needle. So it, it could not do them any good. So yeah. they said the best way for them to get a biopsy of it is to go in through my ribs your ribs a surgical yeah biopsy. a surgical biopsy so for that they need because of where it is they had already been in contact with a cardiothoracic surgeon at another, another hospital we live we live right between two major hospitals yeah which they're they're actually connected through the same yeah ownership um, or whatever it's the same ownership uh, it's just one's in one city and one's in the other, but we're right in between the yeah. two of them. And the one hospital that we got transferred to was actually the hospital where our daughter was born. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, so they they said, you know, because of where it is, you need to see a cardiothoracic surgeon. Which I had never heard that word in my life before. Right. And um, and when they explained the story, the thing to me, I was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. So um, so. They had been in contact with him, and they said, "You know, we're going to send him the CT scans, and and um, and and they had to, um, and I think you had an echo at the original hospital too. No, just it was all CT scans. It was okay. So you had three. That's right. It was three CT scans that you ended up having, and they had sent um, the on call, the second on call doctor um, that was at the original hospital we were at." Um, he said, I've been in contact with the surgeon and that he felt it was necessary yeah. for you to come see him because he doesn't come to this hospital. Yeah. So um, we get transferred immediately to the heart center um, because this is a cardiothoracic surgeon mm -hmm. and that's what he deals with. Yeah. Um, and because of the placement of this mass, it was he was really the best person to do this. So we got transferred over Monday afternoon. Yeah. Over there. And then Tuesday, it was pretty much just a wait and see. Yeah. It was going to take, you know, we were hoping that, you know, after the the surgery, um, which I think your surgery was when that Wednesday. Um, and in between that time, you kept passing out. Yeah. Um, Monday night you had um you got overheated and wanted to get up and you went to get up and sit up and the um the nurse had come in the charge nurse had come in and to help you and um you ended up passing out right in front of her fortunately you were just in the bed and you just kind of fell back yeah. um and so at that point they called the on-call doctor and they put you on bed rest um, until the surgery. Um, so you could not get up out of the bed. Um, you couldn't go walk around, yeah. um, nothing, uh, cause they were, you were a fall risk. And, um, so then the surgeon came in and said, yeah, we're going to do the surgery on Wednesday, uh, morning. Had you sign all the papers and I, I had my echo on Tuesday. Had an echo on Tuesday to make sure everything. So they would have a baseline of what your heart condition was. Everything was fine with your heart. There was normal fluid around it yeah. that anybody would have. Uh, so nothing out of the ordinary. Um, and um, and even all your blood tests that they ran, everything was normal. Yeah. You know, you never have had any major health issues. Um. So, you know, I think they were they were pleased with that, but still it was, like, weird because, mm -hmm. you know, usually if something was wrong, it shows up in your blood Yeah, work. for sure. Um, so then... Tuesday, Tuesday, I passed out Tuesday again. Tuesday night, you passed out again <clears throat> as I was giving you a pre-surgery bath, um, which you just use these, like, antibacterial wipes that they give yeah. you. And so I was doing that. And fortunately, you told me you were feeling woozy, so I had you sit down, and then that's when you started to really lose it, and it, you were becoming dead weight, basically. Yeah. And so I had to, like, wrap my arms around you, and of course, you're getting sweaty at that point, so it's, I'm afraid you're going to, like, fall. fall. So I basically dug my nails in and just started screaming for a nurse, um, because I knew I couldn't let go to press a button 
um, because there's a button right by the bed and to call for the nurse, but I couldn't, I was afraid to let go. Yeah. Um, Because if you fell, it would be on a hard floor and I didn't want you to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So they came in, they got you onto the bed and um, with that pre-surgical bath, they have to change the sheets. Everything Mm -hmm. has to be clean. Um, And so they had to basically, the two nurses that came in, um, they they finished your bath up. They basically just redid it. Yeah. Um, because I had, yeah, you, you know, contaminated I was, me. I contaminated you by holding you onto you, and um, so they just redid it and changed the sheets with you in the bed and gave you a new gown and new socks and all that stuff. And so then, um, Wednesday morning, uh, they had to do the bath again. So they did it again in the bed. Yeah. And um, and then we went to the OR yeah. uh, prep room, um, or the pre-prep room, basically, yeah. where they get you hooked up with the IV and everything. For the, anesthesia and all yeah, that Yeah, the anesthesiologist stuff. came, and you passed out again in front of the anesthesiologist. Yeah. Um, but fortunately, you were just laying in the bed, and you were like, I'm going. Yeah. Because <laughs> he hit me... <laughs> like okay <laughs> he hit me with the iv for the anesthesia on one location he's like we have to do that again i want to have a backup iv line in case of anything yeah so you had your original <sighs> iv in one arm in your right arm and then he did an iv for the anesthesia through uh your carotid artery in your wrist yeah and then he had to put another line in um at the backup was for fluids and stuff like that was in your bicep. Yeah. And it was when he was prepping you for that. I said, I'm going dude. that you started passing out again. And so he was watching and your blood pressure mm. dropped. I'm talking like 58 over 70, mm-hmm. you know, type thing. And, um, it might've even been a little bit lower. Um, but anyways, um, he saw it drop and so what we so he called the surgeon and talked to him and because you guys were just talking about like family yeah we were we were mostly kids and he the biggest fear I had through everything was I didn't want my daughter to be like well my dad died when I was twelve yeah so that hit me hard and I told the doctor that yeah and when I told him that I just I blacked out. Yeah. Um, so we we figured out that it was all this passing out this entire week was anxiety. It was very, very bad critical and critical heavy. anxiety. Yeah. And um which come to find out your grandmother actually had your biological grandmother actually yeah. had that same Something issue. Similar, yeah. Um, which we didn't know that because you didn't know her. Didn't know, yeah. Um, you know, so we found out that out like after the yeah. fact. Um, anyways. So they got me prepped and they took me to the OR and I'm freaking out because I've never had surgery. I've never right. done anything like that before. Right. So the anesthesiologist is like, hey, what do you want? What kind of music do you like? And I said, well, I have a music podcast. So that's heavy question to ask. I said, I love Adele. He goes, okay, play. Um, What's your favorite Adele yeah. song? And I said, uh, when we were young. Mm-hmm. So he plays it, and the nurse above my head. Now, mind you, I'm, a, I'm remember this part of the story. The key <laughs> part of the story is I, we're going to come back to this. <laughs> this nurse was a young black lady, and she sang like an angel. The most she started singing, and I started crying, just crying and just worried. Yeah. So they they prepped me. They put this oxygen mask on me and say, hey, just breathe in and you're going to, it's going to smell different in about three seconds. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And I don't smell anything. I was like, oh yeah, this does smell different. And then I was gone. Before yeah. the song was over, I was gone. Yeah. I came back to, in the recovery room, they took me back to the, the, my hospital room mm. and, um, fine. We were there and, um. So I have these tubes in my chest, in my my ribs. Yeah, because of this surgery, he had to have a chest tube um, to deflate my lung, so yeah. they can get access to the mass, mm-hmm. and then they re- reinflate my lung. Mm-hmm. And 
I had they have to drain the fluids all around my lung. Mm-hmm. Now you have to have the 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 tubes in for twenty four hours. Yeah, at least at least twenty four hours. So within the twenty four hours, it was very minimal drainage. So they were like, okay, yeah. well, we're gonna get this thing out. Yep, take it out. This guy took this thing you'll out. You'll be able to go home the next day. Yeah. You know, as long as everything goes, you know, they'll take x-ray, take x-rays in the morning. And, yeah. you know, as long as everything looks good, you can go home. So this is Wednesday. So Wednesday afternoon, uh, Thursday, hey, looks good. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this thing out. This, the the surgeon's PA takes this thing out and I cursed him out. <laughs> I mean, I dropped curses that i've never said before because it hurts so bad he pulled it like a like a lawnmower chain yeah and it hurts so bad but hey he got it out yeah they um did they stitch me um yeah one of them they yeah. got stitches and the other one was glue yeah yeah they mm-hmm. i think they did it was just they cut the they cut the stitch that was holding one of the tubes yeah. in place and then i think they just glued, glued it, it yeah. and then i think he stitched you up yeah, he did because I had to get those stitches removed later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did stitch you up, so it was it was stitches and a little bit. So I never of glue. had stitches or surgery, and I I was just going for everything that week. Yeah. <laughs> so we wait twenty four hours. They come do X rays, and I'm about to. Be, I'm ready for discharge. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And we'll just wait for the results for the yeah. biopsy at home. Yep. Come PA comes in and says, "Hey, I was like, you ready? You ready? To let me go." He goes, mm, "You're not leaving today." Yeah. He said, your lung collapsed. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I feel fine. He goes, it collapsed 40%. Yeah. So he shows me the x-rays and yeah, the sucker was yeah. like a balloon, like a like well, a half. You <laughs> could see it was like, um, so what it's supposed to look like is cloudy. Yeah. Because that shows that your lung is inflated. This was clear. So it was yeah. black yeah, you could behind just see, you. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. that bought me. Three more days in the hospital. Yep. So we were in the hospital. Because he had to because they had to put another chest tube in. Yeah. So the surgeon came in and did a smaller chest tube, fortunately. But it and felt in, like it was massive. In a different spot. In uh, in the room. Not yeah, even in the OR, in the just room, in the room. Um it was didn't take long. It took him maybe fifteen minutes to do it. Which felt like an eternity yeah. when you're when you're not even under anesthesia, it's just Yeah, it was just a local. We're just gonna cut you and stick this and, in your lung. Um, so they did that, and that had to stay in for another 24 hours. They came in the next day and um, and took x-rays. Everything looked good. There was more drainage this time. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they said, okay, what we're going to do this time is we're going to clamp it to We've, make it seem like it's out. It's out. And see what it does. Yeah. And so then the next day, the, the next morning, they were going to come in and do x-rays again. And then if that looked good, they would take it out. Yeah. And then we could go home. Yeah. Um, so that's what ended up happening. Fortunately, you're... And they have, like, this little breathing tube that you have to, like, breathe... You have to suck in air for to get the little ball to go yeah, up it's this in whole between. So it's this whole thing. So you had to like set your goal when you get to one goal, then you set it to get to yeah. the next level and everything. So it's working out your lungs. Yeah, it's it's working out your lungs to reinflate them to remind your lungs that they need to they yeah. have a job. Yeah. So anyway, so he was able to, you know, you were able to do that and. Um, Walk. You walk, did a few laps a couple times a day around the floor, um, you know, and you had your little uh, walker, your little walker, and your little chest tube drainage drainage thing. cart, and um, so yeah, so you were you got up to about six laps a day. Yeah. Um. Uh, the uh, once they took out that, or once they clamped it. Yeah. Um. And then. You know, they came back in, took x-rays, everything looked good. And so then they took it out. Yeah. And um, Another painful experience. Yeah, but not as bad, no. I think. Um, and then I don't remember, did did they come back in the next morning and take x-rays yes. again? Every morning was at 5 a.m. with yeah. x-rays. So then the next morning, before they let us go, there was the next morning, once the tube was out, they took x-rays again just to make sure yeah. that everything was okay and everything was okay. And, that, and then they, that's when it they told us that the results came in. Yeah, by then, the results of the the biopsy biopsy came in. in. That it was potentially thymoma. Right. Potentially, but 
it was kind of inconclusive. Yeah. It it <clears throat> came back at the tissue from the mask came back as normal tissue. Yeah. And the doctor said it's it's just weird because he said I took a huge chunk of it mm-hmm. and you know it should have you know obviously this is not normal yeah. so we got to um I'm going to send you for a pet scan. Yeah. So we get to go home and because the pet scan was scheduled for a week later. Yeah, for a week later. So I guess he wanted me to get time to recover from. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting yeah. beat up all week. Yeah, because uh, pet scans take about an hour and a half total. Um, so well, um, a little bit longer because it's an hour of prep time. Because right, because <clears throat> when I went to the we room, were there for a couple hours. Yeah, so the pet scan happens. Um, they put me in a room. Kelly can't come in with me, so they inject me with the radiation in an IV, mm-hmm. and then they have me drink this awful drink, and I have to mm-hmm. sit there for an hour while this percolates in my body. Contrast. <clears throat> so then they put me in the machine, and they did a full from abdominal all the way to head. Yeah. It was this machine thing. It was, I was in there for like about 25 minutes in that machine. Yeah. The test itself <clears throat> doesn't take long. It's all It's the prep. The prep. So we got that done. Go to the, the surgeon. A few days when he gets the results, it I was think, it was like a week, a the week next later, week, a next which week. it which it was your post op follow up anyways yeah. from your surgery to check and make sure to get your stitches out and to make sure your incisions look good, yeah. um, you know, and um, so then the three things that a PET scan lights up, PET scans they light up, uh, three things: it's inflammation, infection, and cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, we go in, and what was lit up was the mass and your lymph nodes on both sides yeah. of your neck. Yep. Um, which th- with the left was the biggest one, right? Which lymph nodes will inflame um, if there's you know that they're doing their job when they're inflamed like that mm-hmm. because they are fighting fighting something something off whether it be an infection or cancer or whatever it is yeah your lymph nodes will swell when you're when you're sick yeah um so um so he said be this mat this pet scan isn't telling me enough um, so we're going to have to go in for another biopsy and this time we're going to do it of your lymph nodes mm-hmm. and we're going to go in on the left because that one is a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so this they, is another surgery I got to go in for. Yeah. So they, a week after I get my chest one out. Right. So he was like, um, my scheduler is going to come in and she'll tell you what my schedule looks like and you know, we'll get you in. You know, it, it's not going to be, it's going to be an outpatient surgery. You're not going to have to stay in the hospital. Yeah. So, um, so I think we scheduled That was a Thursday it. and then my dad flew in on the Sunday mm-hmm. and then we scheduled for the Monday. Yeah, we did it for the Monday. <clears throat> so you went for pre-op on Friday. Blood work and all that fun stuff. Yeah, had to get blood work done again. And which, you know, in the hospital, they took like 25 vials of blood, you know, throughout this whole thing. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, you look like you got track marks yeah, on your arm. <laughs> I got beat up pretty good. And, um, so then, um, they do the biopsy and he said, okay, he said, um, it is, he's now, like, my, hold on. Let me, let's start over okay. with this. So we go in, we go to the OR prep room again. Yeah. Um, I take a Xanax because they prescribe me some Xanax to chill yeah, me out. Because at that post-op <clears throat> appointment, you would ask for that because every day it was just like you were just struggling every day. And, um, you know, so we were like, let's see if we can get you something to calm you down to help with this anxiety that yeah. you've got because the natural meds were not working. No. So they so they put me on the Xanax. I take the Xanax. They they um. Hooked me up to the anesthesia and whatnot. So I'm th- I got my, I got a song picked out mm-hmm. for the OR. And I'm like, I, w- I want to play something corporate, Watch the Sky. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, I have a personal connection to it. We'll do an episode on it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm ready to go. And I told, so they 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 wheel me out. I say goodbye to Kelly. I'm like, I'll, I'll see you in a little bit. On mm-hmm. um, Leaving you in, the, in that OR prep room is probably the hardest things I've had to do ever. Because I don't know if I'm going to see you again. Yeah. And saying by the soap too, but um, <clears throat> so the, I, they wheel me out. So I'm going over there. So he's the nurse is like, "Hey, 
I'm going to back you into the OR so that way the, we're ready to go instead of spinning you around inside there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he moves forward and he's about to back me up and he goes, hey, I told him, hey, look, look both ways before you cross the street. Stupid <laughs> joke. I blacked out. At least you still had your sense hey, of humor. Hey, I blacked out. I was gone. <laughs> so I don't remember anything. Yeah. I come to my senses around 4 or 5 p.m. I'm a recliner here in the living room. Yeah. I don't remember anything about that day. <clears throat> I woke up and I was like, "It was pretty funny." Wow, what's this on my neck? Because you were talking to us the entire don't remember time. Anything. Don't remember the ride home. Don't remember anything. <laughs> Your dad was trying to ask you questions. <laughs> I'm like, "Why are you asking him questions?" He's like so doped up right now. I don't remember anything. <sighs> so, anyways, so the when the doctor came out, he told me everything went great. He came both times the for the original biopsy. He came up to the room because I was waiting in the in your in our room. And he came and he said everything went great. You know, he did really good. And so the for the lymph node biopsy, he said everything went great. Um, you know, and he said, I'm going to send it. Originally what he said in the consultation, in the consultation, in the, the post-op appointment, he said, um, he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send it. I'm going to put a rush on the results for the lab. So that way, if it is cancer, we can go ahead and put a port. Yeah, it's a chemo port. Um, in in there too. While I'm in there, he's like, I'd rather go ahead and do it while you're under, and then you it'll save you from another surgery. Yeah. So we're like, okay, great, you know, do that. So we figure, okay, if there's a port, it's cancer. If there's not, it's not. Yeah. So he comes out and he tells me, well, he's like, they still don't know, and we have to send the thing out. So to- he's like, I took. <clears throat> more um so that way i could send it out to a few different labs or mm-hmm. to another lab so that way they could run more tests and try to figure this thing out yeah he's like so there's no port in there right now yeah um so then he's like it's gonna be you know three to five days business days yeah so we were thinking okay friday the soonest we would get this was tuesday well, Monday. Uh, Monday. It, it Monday. Was, was Monday, so we figured, okay, Friday at the earliest we would get results. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we get you. I had to have a nurse come in and help me get you dressed, and we had to tell you to open your eyes because yeah. otherwise you were going to, like, fall over yeah. from, you know, not having your eyes open. And um, so, yeah, so I drove – your dad helped you into the car. You know, they, t- they take you in a wheelchair to the car – and uh, I pulled the car around, and your dad and the guy that did the wheelchair helped you in and drove home. We forgot to mention also one little side note. My best friend, Jose, lives in Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was going crazy. As soon as he found out I was in the hospital, Yeah, he was going crazy. He wanted to come and be, yep. be with me. And go ahead. So he texted me the um, – it was the night before your surgery – the first one, the original one. Yeah, the original one. He texts me and he said, hey, you know, or no, it was two nights before. So it was Monday night. He's like, hey, he's like, I don't want to step on any toes. He's like, but would you mind if I came? And I said, of course not. I said, Andre would love it if you came. He would love to see you. And um, so he's like, I just want to, you know, help out in any way I can and, you know, give you a break and and so I was like, yeah, sure. I said, he's like, all right. He's like, hold on. He's like, let me, you know, check flights and everything. Because yeah. he, even though he works for the airline, he has to fly on standby. Yeah. So if there's somebody with a higher priority than him, or more seniority is what I mean, more seniority than him, which he's been there almost 20 years, Yeah. but um, then he would get bumped because it's happened before, yeah. trying to fly in. You know, to GSP Airport for whatever reason from yeah. Houston is like hard, and um, so anyway, so I was like, all right. So he's like, okay. He's like, we're good. He said, there's plenty of seats. Um, you can go ahead and tell him. I said, all right. I said, well, how many is plenty? <laughs> because yeah. I said I don't want to tell him, and then he gets his hopes up, and he gets all excited, and then all of a sudden something happens, and you can't make yeah. it. So he was like, no, he's like, there's like 40 seats. He said, we're good. I said, okay. I said, so then I thought, I said, okay, well, I'm going to tell him and I'll just, you know, preface it. At first, I was not going to tell you until he was on the flight. Yeah. Um, 
but um but i thought you know you were like really worried about the surgery and everything so i thought well i'll, I'll tell him like you told me the morning of the yeah surgery. i said I'll, I'll go ahead and just tell him that way he has something to look forward to yeah and so i prefaced it just saying now i want to tell you something i want to give you some good news but just know that if it doesn't work out that it was made with done with good intentions yeah, yeah. and you know um, every intention of it working out. So, so I ended up telling him, um, that Jose is coming and immediately you were just in tears, which I get, you know, he's your best friend. You don't get to see him all that often, but you know, he's, he's the type of person that he's going to be there when you need him the most, um, for anybody, any of his close friends, but especially for you. Um, you guys have been through a lot together, so it was, um, you know, and he's done it before. Yeah. Um, he surprised you for your college graduation party. Um, I picked him up at the airport and took him and everything and he hid in the room and yeah. in another room and everything. So yeah, so, he yeah. showed up. And so he, st- he showed up, he stayed for like three days. Three days. And now <laughs> mind you, Jose has two small children and a, mm-hmm. and a wife. His mom flew from New York. I've known his mom my, well, most of my life. Yeah. She flew in from New York to help the kid, help his wife with the kids yep and then i mean that that just goes to show how much people love me yep is that they were able to move around their schedules Mm -hmm. just for jose to come see me for a few days Mm -hmm. and they saw each other at the airport so he handed her the keys to the car and she took the car and went to his house yeah so (laughs) he was there with us for a few days so i mean it was one of the most special things ever to have so it was nice because I would go home and like shower yeah. and he was still there with you and yeah. you know I didn't have to like wait for anybody. Yeah. You know, he would come first thing in the morning with breakfast. With and breakfast. Stuff, yeah. He would get us lunch. Yeah. Um and and then you know we'd all have dinner together in yeah. the in the room with my so. brother, my mother, I mean and then yeah. my aunts flew in. I mean it's just it yeah. was an overwhelming amount of love. Yeah, and especially from my brother and my mother, it's just mm-hmm. my brother has inherited our dogs. Yep. for a little bit, <laughs> which I don't think he minds so I don't much. Think he minds it. <laughs> okay, so now fast forward, they do this biopsy, we get the results. So we get the <clears> result. <throat> we ended up getting the results Wednesday. from the lymph no-, no from the lymph node biopsy. We got them Thursday, and we get the results. And I don't understand. This is all Chinese to me. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. So we well, for- we got we got the results on your my chart. Uh, on on app, Wednesday, yeah. on a, it's an app. Yeah, and we got those on when like late Wednesday, and then I think Thursday they called the the, the cancer center. Yeah, of uh, the Gibbs Cancer Center in Spartanburg. Uh, well, the, I don't know which office called me, but it doesn't matter. It was, one of the doctors that saw me it was in the, the hospital. Main doctor, yeah, he called me and said, "Hey, I know you got these results, and you probably are losing your mind." Yeah, he's like, "But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to talk you off the edge." Yeah, he goes, "You have cancer, just." Yeah. So he said, um, he said, you have cancer, but you have a very treatable, very curable cancer, uh, 95% success rate. Um, and so what he, what Andre has is called classic Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and anytime you hear the word cancer, obviously it, it's very scary. Um, you think of it as a death sentence, but not all cancer is like that. Um, and the doctor assured us that if you were going to get cancer, if you could choose what cancer you got, this would be the one he would choose. Yeah. And our the doctor actually has had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So neck, neck and neck and chest. I think I can't remember off the top I can't of my remember. head. So he but knew he I mean this doctor He knew what we were going through. He was this he is the sweetest man on this on the planet Earth. He's just an amazing human being. And he he called me down for a little bit and he says, Hey, look, we're gonna schedule with um he's like, I I can't treat you. Right. My main focus is uh, breast cancer. Right. But I will be referring to you to our head guy yeah. that deals with lymphoma. Yeah. Um so, so lymph- uh, we're not we're not sharing names. No, um, but um <clears throat> but the with lymphoma is a type of blood cancer mm-hmm. um because there is actually a a leukemia and lymphoma society um 
So they, they and they're both blood cancers, and that's what his doctor ma- mainly focuses yeah. on is blood cancers. So they scheduled me for December 29th, mm-hmm. and we met with the oncologist, and he says, "Hey, <clears throat> like Kelly says, 95% curable. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna beat this. We're gonna do four, between four to six months of chemo. Um, we gotta get this port in you." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Great, another freaking surgery." Yep. But um, he's like, "We're gonna get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get this done." But the surgeon that had done the other two biopsies, he had already said he was determined to get. He wanted to do it for us. Yeah. Um, the man, I think the man loves me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, and you know, he has a family member that's going through cancer treatments, yeah. and um, so he understands what we're I going. I think he through. saw me as a son, like a son, kind of. Yeah. Because he was just so attentive to me and yeah i mean the guy very very all of all of all my doctors all my nurses the have been surgeons the doctors nurses have been above and beyond everybody has been amazing and amazing. then so unfortunately i'm an overthinker and i've actually started therapy two weeks ago for this is that i focused on the five percent right rather than the 95 percent of curability yeah. i focus on the five i'm going to be that five percent right and so I asked the doc, I'm like, hey, um, what's this going to be like, this chemo? I was like, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know. He goes, everybody's different. Yeah. Some people can coast, quote unquote coast, not completely coast. Right. And some is just hell on earth. Right. He goes, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to lose my hair. He goes, yeah, you will. Yeah. He goes, between the second and third treatment, it'll be gone. Yeah. He goes, but it'll grow back. Yeah. Um. And so, when he said the three major things that people experience is nausea, vomiting, and hair loss. Yeah, nausea and vomiting is like, eh, but hair loss. The vomiting scared me the most because I couldn't, I could barely burp with this thing in my chest. Right. I could barely swallow with this thing in my chest. I was like, I was like, how am I going to throw up? Yeah, yeah. So it was hard for you to even hack up phlegm. Yeah. yeah. So we um we go meet with the uncaught with the we get we get that squared away. Um, he's like, we, once you get that poured in, we'll get you scheduled for a few things. We got a, a lung test and make sure your lungs are okay. Mm. And then um, he was gonna have you do another echo, but I said, well, he just had an echo done in the well, hospital. Well, actually, he he said, well, actually, your chart shows you had one done. Yeah, uh, but they had actually scheduled you for an echo. But he's like, well, let me go look at this one from the hospital, yeah. and if it's if I like the way it looks, then yeah, we'll, we'll just do that. the we'll skip it. And we'll just do a lung test. So anyway, we got we got that done. On the 29th, that was a, a Thursday. That was a Friday, actually. We don't Friday. know why that was a Friday. But then the surgeon's office called us on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I can't remember now. Well, and I don't, I think. Anyway, we we go back in, another surgery. They put the port in. We won't even mention the the miscommunication for that one. Oh, God, that was a whole thing. Yeah. But it's fine. It, it got taken care of. And then you had to do the... Um, pulmonary function well, test. You were able to reschedule. Those were scheduled for mid-January. You were able to schedule those yeah, for early on. I scheduled it for the <clears throat> the week before it was originally scheduled because you, yeah, because you had the port put in. Um, and so I was like, there's no sense in waiting two more weeks no. to do this lung test. Like, let's just let's go ahead rolling. and do it. And then that way you can start chemo. Yeah. Um. So he said, you know, the doctor said, yeah, it's going to be four to six months of chemo. Um, it's every two weeks. Yeah. Once every two weeks. Um, and we're there for about four hours. Four hours. Each roughly. session. So we get that schedule. So we, we, I finished the lung test. It wasn't the greatest because of the stupid mass in my yeah, chest. Yeah, which they said, you know, it's, it's just because of that obstruction. So, um, we were able, Kelly, they finally scheduled my first chemo for, um, January 16th. Mm, which is the day that the lung test was supposed to so, be. So... Of course, the, I mean, I'm bugging out the entire time. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, hey, it is what it is. So we get there for the first infusion. and so <laughs> First of all, they call the day before and they're like, yeah, you're probably going to be there about seven hours. We're like, oh, geez. So we pack, we pack <laughs> like everything. Three bags. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> so you, were, you could tell we were newbies. <laughs> yeah, we get, we get to the infusion center, beautiful cancer society. I mean, cancer, the Gibbs Cancer Center in Greer, South Carolina. Um, we get there. And I'm I'm just losing my mind now. My between all this is happening, I'm having panic attacks, and Kelly catches them because yeah. my right hand shakes really violently. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So we're sitting in there, and there's a lady there with her husband, and they're speaking Spanish. So um, I just took it upon myself to talk to the lady, and I said, hey, I spoke to her in Spanish. I said, hey, um, what number treatment is this? And she goes, this is number six, and then I have to do um, a few more of chemo, and then I got to do 12 rounds of radiation. And I'm like, oh, jeez. And she's like, no, she goes, the first couple were, were rough, but she goes, you'll be fine. She goes, it'll, it'll be fine. And she had a, she had both her breasts removed because she had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And her spirit and her, her willingness to talk to some schmuck, mm-hmm. some white guy that's speaking Spanish to her mm-hmm. in the, in the cancer, in the chemo center just brought peace to me. And then, um, I was like, okay, she goes, you'll be fine. And she's like, I'll be praying for you. And I was like, ma'am, I'll be praying for you too. Just like. I hope that this could this turns out good for you. So we get into the room. And of course, I'm nervous because, I mean, this is all brand new to me. Oh, yeah. So they hooked me up to the port, the my little reset button, I call it on my chest. <laughs> it's this little rubber button in there. So they hooked me up. They draw blood because they wanted me to go the day before for blood tests. Right. And I was but- like, you guys put this thing in me to draw blood right. and to give me chemo. I'm, you're not sticking me in the veins anymore. I'm done yeah, with it. The yeah. veins are done now. <laughs> they need to heal. I was like, because I had this giant blue bruise yeah. from- it's, I think it's still It's done. There. It's done. It's done? Yeah. I had this giant bruise from- You just had bruises, like onco- small little yeah. like pin mark from bruises. All the oncology, oncology took six vials of blood for me. That was, I yeah. almost passed out. Yeah. Then oncology, then the IV from the surgery. I was just, I was Eight all, days in the hospital. I was just, they take blood. My arms every, were just done. Every like few hours, they I was take like, blood. I was and, like, the surgeon put that special port to draw blood and give me chemo. Y'all taking blood from there. Yeah. So, so the, the nurse took the blood. I mean, she, you put this cream on me that they gave you that yeah, numbs everything down. Yeah. It's like lidocaine and something. And you put it on about an hour before and then you have to put um, saran, wrap. saran wrap over it to, so it doesn't rub off on yeah. your clothes or anything or just rub off. And so it protects that. And then you got um, these shirts on my Amazon. Fa- yeah, my father bought me some chemo shirts. Yeah, so they unbutton like right where the port is um, on either side yeah. of the shirt. So it just depends on where your port is. But anyway. Mine's so. on my right my right, my right, right side. No, yeah, yeah, right side. Right side. Um, so when she, she's like, you're going to feel a pinch. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. I just heard the click. Right. Because it just clicks in. Like, click, and I'm like, okay. And then yeah. she took the blood out. And then, um, and then from the same thing, she just changed changes out the vial, yeah. And the chemo can go. The medicines uh, for the chemo can yeah. Go so that. it's I I get a a regimen of four different drug, drugs. Yeah. A B V D. Yeah. Now the first three, the first one's red, red as can be. Yep. And it makes you pee nasty red. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's ten minutes. Yep. The second one's ten minutes. The third one's ten, 10 minutes, and the last one's an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so while they're doing, so they do the blood work, they tag, they make sure that I'm okay to receive this mm-hmm. chemo. So in the middle of waiting for the blood work to come back, they're just giving they, me fluids and steroids. She gives you some fluids, gives you a steroid, and gives you <clears throat> nausea medicine to just kind of jumpstart that. Yeah. So that way, if you do have any nausea or whatever, then at least they've gotten the meds in yeah. to help you with that. Um, we got a prescription to take home for nausea as well. Um, got it that day. And yeah. downstairs is a pharmacy, yeah. so I just walked downstairs and, and got it before yeah. we even left. So they do these these four rounds, and that last round of drugs, that one, I told you I was fine the first three, mm-hmm. but after that fourth one, I was just like, I'm tired. Yeah. I was like, I'm really tired right now. Yeah, because so, it's it's a lot. It's you yeah. know, it's a lot. So of... they took out they took out the 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 needle port, boom. Yeah, and then they let you sit there for a few minutes, make sure you're okay, and then yeah, go home. So we get home, and fortunately, I wasn't nauseous. Yeah. Um, he didn't have you didn't have any major side effects. Just this exhaustion. Just very that tired, I have which never, is normal. I've never felt in my entire life. Yeah. No, mind you, during the chemo. The little Mexican lady that I spoke to oh, yeah. kept walking by and she's like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Are you okay? Yes, thank you. I'm good. And then before she left, she goes, Okay, I'm leaving now. And I was like, Thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah. And she was beyond sweet. And the fact that mm-hmm. she took the time to to worry about me when she's mm-hmm. 
going through something a lot worse than me yeah. meant a lot to me. I think it's a very close-knit community, too. Yeah. Um, you know, when people are in there, you might see the same people. Yeah. You know, that your schedules might line up, that yeah. you see the same people It, it meant going the world in. to me. So, so um, get home. Um, that was Tuesday. I slept pretty good that night. Yep. Um, the next two nights were not good sleep nights. No, you had this, like, post-nasal drip cough like this dry cough yeah so you know we just we tried everything we could think of and um so then finally we were like okay let's i said let me call and see if you can take claritin because claritin helps you know allergy meds like that help with post-nasal drip um you know my mom my mom's here now so she was telling us that you know that's what she takes because she Mm. has the same thing sometimes um, so gave you Claritin at night. Um, do you hear that? Yeah, I heard a beep. I don't know. Anyways, um, gave you Claritin. Uh, your mom did like this aloe vera rub on your back. Yeah. Um, did very, um, put like this, um, like Bengay type mm-hmm. stuff on your back as well. Um, I went out and I bought a cool mist humidifier mm-hmm. because I read that that can be good for post nasal drip. Yeah. So, um, it just it prev- that one that second night just prevented both of us from sleeping because you could and not it, and get it, it under control. And it broke me psychologically that I was yeah. keeping you awake, and I was like, "This I can't do this." Yeah, and keeping yourself <laughs> awake, you couldn't get any good sleep. So, um, so we just started doing all these different things. I start, I gave you mucinex again yeah. at night just to try to help, you know, thin out that stuff. And, um, and with all of that, once we did all of that, um, you slept, uh, you were able to yeah. sleep good. Um, you know, and, um, so, but we figured in the midst of all this, we figured out that you cannot sleep on your side. On my left side. Because the morning of the port surgery, about 3 a.m., you passed out again. And um, what happened was he was trying to sleep on his left side because he he really I, needs to be sleeping on his back. And so he was sleeping. He tried to sleep on his left side and just keep his arms down. But he's used to sleeping on, my sleeping left on his shoulder with his arm up. Well, because his lymph nodes are swollen and hard... When you do that, you're pushing them in, and it's pushing on your carotid artery. Yep. So he woke up in the middle of the night, and he said he felt nauseous. He got cool and clammy and um, started dry heaving like he was going to throw up, and then it just went away. Your mom already had 911 on the line. Yeah, and... You had fallen back like you had passed out, and I was slapping your face yeah. trying to get you to wake up. So, and then you woke up, and um, and so I told the surgeon, and he said, "Yeah, he's like, I think that." I said, "He hasn't passed out since the morning of his original surgery," and I said, "He's not had a situation happen like that until today." Yeah, and um, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, it sounds like this is like mass related." Yeah. Um, because and the surgeon agreed to be, and so he was the one that said, you know, because his lymph nodes are hard, you know, it, when you're you're kind of pushing on it, you know, like that. So that's that's yeah. what we feel ha- is happening. So now I have to really watch you and make yeah. sure you're not like moving in to the middle side. to that side in the middle. Of the so, night. I, I so we have a system. Yeah, I, I sleep very awkwardly now, and yeah. I, because of that, I, I've hurt my right shoulder a little bit. Yeah. I have just, this, we can't win. <laughs> but it's allowing me to sleep at night, so it yeah. is, I got I got to suck it up. Yeah, yeah. But um, the I think the worst side effect I've had from the chemo is just this fatigue. Yeah. That um has put me like it just put me down. Mm-hmm. Um, nausea. I only had one day of nausea, like in the morning. Yeah. It. I just fell sick to my stomach, and you gave me the pill, and it went away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have tea that it. It's a stomachy yeah. tea that I use when I because I feel nauseous all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> so I gave appetite, you that. Appetite was non-existent for. Yeah. From Tuesday to about Monday, yeah. I just had. I didn't want to eat. Like food sounds disgusting to me. Yeah. But, but you're um, getting your appetite <clears throat> back, and I, then I get to go do it again. Yeah, exactly. on Tuesday. <laughs> But um, I need to. I've been trying to break my mom of 
she keeps bringing me these big dishes of food. I'm like, literally, like I, I can't eat like I used to eat. Right. It makes me sick to even think about food. So you, it has to be small portions. Mm-hmm. And, and just and that's what it. That's everything we've read too has said that small portions multiple times a day yeah. is better than three big meals a yeah. day. So that's what we're trying to do. So I've got like yogurt and fruit cups and, you know, just small things. So that way, if you just want a snack, you're like a little hungry. I just want a snack. And, you know, so, um, so yeah. And she brings all these juices and teas and it's like, and it's great. And she means well, but it's like, after a while, it's like, I just can't, I don't have it in me to drink it. And I told her, I was like, if you keep bringing them, I'm just gonna throw them out. Yeah. So I was like, you have to, you have to decide. Once once a day, what is the best to bring him, and just bring that. Yeah. Don't keep bringing me more stuff because I can't. And you actually had lunch yourself. Like you didn't wait for her to bring you anything. You had lunch yourself today. Yeah. You just made yourself a sandwich. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was just hungry. And she still brought you. Food. That was that was my aunt's that came over. My mom was gone. I looked at the camera. I looked at the camera. It was your mom. Oh, weird. <laughs> but anyway. So. That being said, I um. So yeah, so that's that's been. And we met with the oncologist yesterday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, post first chemo. Yeah. And um, I did it. I did. I did this to myself. I put it in my mind that after that first pet, we're gonna have a pet scan after two months of chemo. Yeah. That they're gonna decide. Okay, you only need four months of chemo. Right. Total. Which he did say <clears throat> that originally. He did. But he did say that. I should have just left it in my head that's going to be six months and not. Right. So in my not head, I, I've had it four months, four months, four months. And he said, well, due to the size of that mass that we're trying to kill off, we're doing the six. Yeah. He's like, I, there's no point in doing four. And then a year later, it pops up again. Right. Let's just go ahead and kill it yeah. now and be which, done with it. Which is, makes complete it sense. It makes sense. So that broke my heart a little bit. I, but like I said, I did it to myself. Yeah. Putting myself in... um. Setting myself for failure on that one. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's hard not to get your hopes up for yeah. a certain thing. So. But, um, but he said the PET scan will really tell him, you know, it'll show him how you're res- responding to it or how the mass is responding. And it'll tell him if he can take out a medicine. One of the drugs. Yeah. So he might. Which will lessen the side effects, which would be a good thing. Right. It would. Hopefully um, it's that uh, Hopefully it's that one hour one. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's probably one of the 10 minute, ten minute ones. ones. <laughs> but um, maybe was, the red one it'll take but, out. But he was know. he was pleased with with my results. Yeah, he said you are off to a rocking start. So the fact um, that the and the only real thing the other thing that you had was you had what almost looked like thrush on your tongue. Yeah. But you had these like <clears throat> circles around um on your tongue and all I did with that was um well, first of all, I got you like all this stuff to like just to have just in case you had side effects, you know, once we were home. Yeah, I told you to buy the stuff because it's better to have it than right. wait two days from Amazon. Exactly. So I said, you know, we were like, okay, we're just going to go ahead and buy this stuff. So the one thing I looked up for these like sores, because they said one of the side effects of chemo is mouth sores, which you didn't have mouth sores. It was just localized to your tongue. Yeah. Um. So it said, you know, you can rinse your mouth um, with half a teaspoon of baking soda and half a teaspoon of salt in Mm -hmm. a cup of water. Yeah. So twice a day, I would have you do that. And it cleared up within a a day or two. Two days, it was gone. And um, so then after that, I got this um, mouthwash on Amazon called Prevention. And it's for oncology patients. They They have other... Um, they have other versions yeah. for like, I think they have one for kids or just for different things. But mm-hmm. this one that I got is, it says for oncology yeah. patients and it's supposed to help soothe all that. And, and it tastes awful. And it clean, it cleans your mouth yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. So basically a lot of this stuff is for dry mouth, but you've not had that problem. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so we're doing that and you know, we'll see if the second round gives that to you again. We'll see what yeah. it does. And if that mouthwash doesn't work, then we'll go back to the baking soda yeah. and salt, which we know works. Yeah. So, so as of right now, the update is I've had my in the, in the grand scheme of things. After it's all said and done, we've been gone because I got cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I got cancer. I've gone through my first thing of chemo, and yeah. I go back. We had to. I go back in a few days for a well, second. And you had to, you know, process process everything and be okay enough mentally to talk about it. Yeah. Um. 
And I, I, st- <clears throat> I still don't, I'm still not 100% to talk about it because, um, like I was telling my aunts today, my mom, and I tell you every morning, the mornings are the worst part mm-hmm. because when I go yeah. to sleep, I forget about it. Yeah. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's it just hits me again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, crap. Yeah. I'm sick. Yeah. I'm sure it does to every single pa- yeah. person that has cancer. And it just, and like I told you this morning, it, I feel like I've had to put being a husband and a father on pause because I can't, do, I can't do anything. And I feel bad that you have to carry me. My mother has to carry me. My brother has to carry me. The whole family has to carry me. But that's that's just what we have to do. You know, because we all love you. Yeah. You know, so that it's what any of them would do for us. You know, we would all do it for each other. Yeah. You know, and so work has been incredibly accommodating. Work has been great, which I just got an email from HR, so okay. I got to look at that. They've been very accommodating with everything and supportive. Yep. Um, my boss, well, I, when I when I was in the hospital the eight days, he's like, "Hey, uh, do you mind if I for a visit?" And I said, "Yeah, of course." He shows up. He walks in. I was like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And then right behind him, one of the owners of the company is with him, mm-hmm. and it, and Jose's there, and he's like, "That's the that's one of the owners." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "That's my boss, and my boss's boss's boss." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is, yeah." The fact that they showed up was yeah. amazing. I guess he just told him that he because your boss had texted me and and said, "Hey, is it okay if I stop by for a quick visit?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And um, so that was it. And, um, and so he told us later that he was like, yeah, he said, I just told, told him his boss, the owner, um, he's like, I just told him that I was going to come by the hospital and see you. And he was like, oh, let me, I want to tag along. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that meant the world to me. And I cried Yeah, because it's just, you don't expect that mm-hmm. type of love. Yeah. And my former boss before she got to retire, she went. No, she had to retire, but she retired. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been an incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she sent us food, and you know, I'm in constant contact with her, and and then um, with both of them, it's just amazing how everybody. And then the um, we were supposed to go for a, a department dinner um, the week after I got sick. I went to the hospital, yeah, and he said the department didn't feel right without me there, and so they they just gave me the money that they were going to spend on dinner mm-hmm. and that helped out a lot. And it's just, yeah, it's helped out a lot. It's all helped. Yeah. Um, we have a Kelly set up a GoFundMe for just stuff that's come up here and there. I'm not getting paid my full paycheck. Yeah. Right now he's on short term disability and um, Kelly doesn't work because she's literally my 24 hour <laughs> caregiver. Well, I hadn't worked in a while anyways, and but so she drives I was me from in the here process to, of looking for a job when all this happened. So, and she drives me, everywhere i mean back and forth to all the appointments and yeah makes the phone calls so right now um if you guys go to the our show instagram listen to the words podcast uh there's a gofundme link on there mm-hmm. um if you can donate awesome if you can't i don't know i don't mind at all yeah you can just share it just share it just share it um we've had a few donations from other podcasts um that it just blows my mind that they reached out um mm-hmm. Let me see if I could find. I want to make sure I give them their the proper thank yous. Um, so the podcast, Something in the Wilderness, it's an Andrew McMahon podcast. Mm-hmm. They reached out immediately and they've donated. Thank you guys so much. Um, it means the world of that. You guys even, and they shared it too. So yeah. we got a lot of donations from that too. Mm-hmm. And then the girls from When They Popped, mm-hmm. um, they donated as well. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, they have a fantastic podcast about pop culture of the 2000s. Um, they donated it. It, it means the world. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that being said, after their first chemo, um, I, I can swallow better. Yeah. It's not 100% better. But the doctor but also said that within that first week of the first treatment, yeah. you will start to notice a difference. It was a difference. Um, and he was right. Yeah. So... We, I don't know when we'll record again. Um, I don't know when we'll have the mind for good to go back to the music. If all goes well, I should be done with chemo by late June. Mm-hmm. And then my goal, and I dream about this, is ringing that bell. Mm-hmm. You will. You're going to ring that bell. And then we'll play that song. Ring that bell. 
ring my bell. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it just seems so far away, but. Yeah, of course. I want to bring that bell. It's going to go by fast because we're yeah. already in January. I mean, all this started in November and we're in January yeah. now. So it's going to go by fast and you are definitely going to be able to ring the bell. So with that being said. And I will take video and we can post it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But um with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Sorry there's no no humor, no jokes. Yeah. Eventually not really. eventually I'll get back to my yeah. humorous self. Yeah. Um I, I I cracked a joke with a lady at Target the other day. We were buying Usinex and she it's scanned and it's like you need to scan your ID and the lady came over and she goes, Oh, you're not feeling good. I was like, I got cancer. Can you scan this real quick? <laughs> She's like, what? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, she didn't find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, the show Instagram is listen to listen to the words podcast. The show emails listen to the words pod at gmail.com. Your Etsy stuff is shut down for the time being. Yeah, Etsy shut down, but um, you still can, uh, if you want to send even just words of encouragement. Uh, Which means the world, to be honest. Yeah, it still, you know, means the world to us. Um, you know, my Instagram is Crafty Kelly's Workshop, Crafty with the K. Kelly is K-E-L-L-Y. Uh, if you'd like to follow Bruce or Lily, our dogs, uh, Bruce is Bruce the Doxy Pin, and Lily is Lily the Sad Pup on Instagram. So, yeah, the GoFundMe, if you want to w- look at it and share it or donate if you go to our instagram page um it'll be the second link on our thing yep so um thank you guys and we will update you again and we'll see how it goes thank you guys <laughs>